Delicious meets nutritious in the snack that packs a real protein punch, wonderful pistachios. Each one-ounce serving of wonderful pistachios has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value and making wonderful pistachios one of the highest protein nuts. But perhaps more than that, I love all of the flavors they have. Their sea salt and vinegar ones are my favorite when I'm craving that flavor but want to keep it healthy. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. Wonderful pistachios come in a variety of flavors, like chili roasted, honey roasted, smoky barbecue, and jalapeno lime, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. So fill up with a healthy snack when hunger strikes. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. That's wonderfulpistachios.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Optimal Health Daily, episode 763. Three Things I Hate, But Still Do Every Day, part two, by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com, and I'm Dr. Neil. Hey there, happy middle of the week Wednesday, and welcome back to Optimal Health Daily, where I simply read to you from the best health and fitness blogs for free. I cover fitness, nutrition, stress management, weight management, and lots more, just like an audiobook, but from a bunch of different authors and always with permission from the sites. Now, today's post is part two from yesterday. So if you're new here or skipping around, I'd recommend listening to yesterday's episode first. That's episode 762. So it's the middle of the week. I think we're due for a little inspiration to help us get through the remainder of the week. I know my students definitely need it because right now they're smack in the middle of finals week. And this quote I just happened to stumble upon and it works perfectly for what we were talking about yesterday and what we'll continue with today. So here we go. Quote, the price of success is hard work, dedication to the job at hand, and the determination that whether we win or lose, we have applied the best of ourselves to the task at hand. Vince Lombardi. And with that, let's get right to it and continue optimizing your life. Three Things I Hate But Still Do Every Day, Part 2, by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. 2. Writing by Hand I know it might seem odd for someone who writes for a living to avoid writing in any capacity, but yeah, I do. Here's the thing. I have terrible handwriting. Truly bad. It's always been messy. I blame this on being left-handed. But in addition to being unskilled, I'm now also unpracticed. I haven't had to write much by hand since college, and that was like 15 years ago. Predictably, by limiting my practice over 15 years at this thing I was already bad at, I've gotten even worse at it. My handwriting is messy by default, but whenever I need to write something by hand, I put in a lot of effort to keep it neat. This is physically exhausting, my hand cramps, and it's very slow. Even writing out a birthday card can take me 10 minutes, if I want the recipient to actually be able to read it. 
Of course, you don't need to write things by hand, but it's something you should be doing. Writing by hand, rather than on a computer or phone, improves memory, focus, and there's even been evidence to suggest that it helps prevent the onset of conditions like dementia and Alzheimer's. On top of that, I personally find that writing by hand allows me to be more freely creative and not suffer from writer's block. So this is something I really can't avoid just because I have bad handwriting, which is why I've been doing it every single day for the past few weeks. Here's how I work it into my day. I take five to 10 minutes in the morning to write in my little leather-bound notebook. My goal is to keep my handwriting neat, and I'm always working to go faster than the previous day. I'm not journaling. I do that at night. I just write down a few errant thoughts, my to-do list for the day, and either a song lyric or a quote from a book or movie that's been on my mind. Today, I wrote this, quote, there is one rule above all for being a man. Whatever comes, face it on your feet. Robert Jordan from The Great Hunt, volume two of The Wheel of Time. That quote has just been in my head lately. Over the last few weeks, my handwriting has gotten a little better and my hand is cramping less. I'm not winning any calligraphy awards, but I'm less terrible than I was. And you know what? I hate it a lot less. You need to be writing by hand, at least if you want to be creative and prevent Alzheimer's. Just five minutes a day, yo. Do it. Three, yoga. Okay, this is the big one. First, let me establish this. I avoided yoga like the plague for years and years and years. Occasionally, someone would drag me to a yoga class and I would hate it. I was really bad at it. And everyone in the class was good and that made me feel terrible. I knew I needed yoga. Everyone needs yoga. It's great for flexibility, stability, mobility, and balance. I tried to convince myself that I didn't need yoga, that it wasn't for me because I get everything I needed from training with weights. But you know what makes you better at training with weights and makes it more effective? Yoga. Because in addition to helping you develop strength in new ways, the aforementioned flexibility, stability, and mobility help you avoid injuries, which is the primary thing that derails people. Yoga is also great for active recovery, which means that you can use it to help you make more progress on days between weight training if you're trying to gain muscle. If you're trying to lose fat, it's a great way to burn extra calories and facilitate recovery without adding too much intensity. The thing is, even knowing all the benefits of yoga, I could never stick with it long enough to cross the proficiency threshold. I just always sucked and gave it up and then avoided it for a long time, over and over and over. Now, at 34 years old, I need yoga more than ever. So I decided to cut out the anxiety that committing to a 60-minute yoga class was giving me and start with just a few simple 15 to 20 minute yoga flows that I can do at home. Anyone can free up 15 to 20 minutes a day, even if it's for something they hate, as long as it's going to help them feel and perform better. Even a meathead like me isn't too busy or too inflexible or too stubborn to do a 15 minute yoga flow. So that's exactly what I've been doing. Normally I do this before I head to the gym or in the middle of the day when I need a break from work and realize I've been sitting for way too long. I'm not gonna tell you I like yoga. I'm not even gonna tell you I don't hate it. And I'm certainly not going to say I don't suck at it anymore. But it's only 15 to 20 minutes, and that's not that bad. I'm feeling better too. My joints are less achy, my lower back isn't quite as angry at me, and my shoulders are looking denser and more vascular, which is sick. Yoga will possibly change your body and your life. But if you're like me, you'll still suck at it 
and you may never stop hating it. But do it anyway, because you're only entitled to one body. And once you break it, you got to deal with that. Give it a shot. You just listened to part two of the post titled, Three Things I Hate But Still Do Every Day by John Romanello of romanfitnesssystems.com. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it filters out incompatible applicants. So when you're hiring, the process is much faster and you only have to consider applicants that are already likely to be a great fit. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash health. Just go to indeed.com slash health right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash health. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dr. Neil here for my commentary. Wow, it's like the author John was reading my mind. Meditation, which he talked about yesterday. Yoga, handwriting, These are three things that I actually struggle with quite a bit. I too am left-handed and have been told that my handwriting is below chicken scratch. So somehow it's worse than chicken scratch. The notes that I took in college, I swear you needed like a special code book or a special cipher to figure them out. There were times when I couldn't even remember what I was trying to say. My handwriting was that bad. And so like John, I would avoid having to handwrite things for as long as possible. But, as he said, studies are finding that when we use our handwriting skills, when we actually write things down, it forms different connections in the brain, connections in a good way. And it's true, by having to handwrite things, let's say you're taking notes in class, if you handwrite your notes, you actually increase your focus, you may actually learn the material better, and again, you may be preventing certain diseases like dementia, or Alzheimer's, which is a severe form of dementia, later in life. And we're finding that typing on a keyboard may not have that same effect. We'll need more studies to know for sure. And totally agree with him about yoga. I'm terrible at yoga. My flexibility isn't great. But after each workout, I do a lot of yoga flow moves. It's not my favorite thing to do in any way, but like John, I know that it helps me feel better. It helps me with recovery. And what we're finding is when we do some sort of stretching or things like yoga immediately after a workout, it helps flush the body of some of those byproducts, those stress byproducts that accumulate during your workout, and therefore it may help you recover faster. And as John said, it doesn't take a whole lot of time. I spend, just like him, about 10 to 15 minutes doing yoga flow, and usually for me, it's after a workout, and I find that, you know what, I do feel better afterwards even just mentally, because I know I did something that's good for me. So I may tell myself I hate it before I actually do the behavior, but afterwards, I know I feel so much more accomplished for actually having done it. And speaking of which, that should do it for today's episode. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening every day. I hope you're having a wonderful week. I'll see you back here tomorrow where your optimal life 
awaits.